hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And I hope that today's podcast finds you in a place of safety and very little damage through Hurricane Ian that just passed through our great state of Florida. Well, what we're going to talk about today is by request, and I haven't really said this yet, uh, but if there are any particular topics of interest that you would like to listen in on or you want me to speak on, please reach out with those topics and those ideas. Today's request is from a very special friend. We go way back, and and she's a friend who's been in some places that um, I, I dare not wish on anyone. A friend that has been through some challenges, some stuff, uh, some really hard things. Does that sound familiar? Should, because we've all gone through or are going through stuff. And if you aren't, I'll tell you that you will. Now, although I compare things I've gone through to things she has gone through or others have gone through, which I think is natural for us to do, I can say with confidence that anything I've gone through or struggled with in this life pales in comparison to the challenges she and many of you have faced. I've got someone else that I'm, I'm very close to that right now is, uh, is really going through the fight of his life. It's been nothing short of a tough couple of years, and I'll spare you the details, but uh, as I think on him, I'll tell you right now, it breaks my heart uh, to the point of tears to think about what he's facing every single day as he's in jail. Uh, I've got some men that I've now had the opportunity to worship with, uh, now out at the prison, that have all done whatever they've done to put them where they are. And you can only imagine the thoughts and the things that they struggle with through the consequences of their actions when they were free. This isn't just prison, though. It's not just a jail thing. It's us. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes the thing we, the things we face put us in a position where we feel like We are in a prison or we are in a jail, like we can't move, like there's no freedom to think or to act on anything else because there is this thing, this circumstance, this addiction, this thorn in my side, this whatever it is that just consumes me. And what I want to talk about today and what the request was is not those things specifically that they or we face, but but rather what we can and what we should do when it's someone else going through things, or even when it's us going through things, how do I get help? How do I overcome the fear of disappointment when I know I'm losing in this thing called life? You see, even though during these tough times in life, we want to crawl in a hole or isolate ourselves, the Bible tells us that the best way to handle these times is to build a team, to use a team, that you on your own is not a plan that wins in this thing called life. The ones that win through the tough times in life call on the help of a team. 
And it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. It reads that two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. A person standing alone can be attacked and they can be defeated and they can lose, but two can stand back to back and conquer and win. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Now, in the way that my mind thinks about sports, this reads to me that if you want to win, if you want to have success through the tough times, through the addictions, the trials, the, the thorns that poke at your side, find someone to bring into that battle or that game with you. The very moment you don't feel like you can block the guy across from you, find someone to help you double team him. The very moment you feel like you just can't cover the guy lining up across from you, find someone to help you cover him. They can help because in the very moment you feel yourself slipping again, in the very moment you feel yourself losing to whatever it is, the importance of that other person comes into play because they can reach out and grab your hand and help. Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, says here that if you're standing alone and you choose to stand alone in whatever you're battling, your chances of winning are slim to none. You choose to keep playing man-to-man with this dude you can't beat standing in front of you? Okay, but it's in this moment that you will be attacked and you will be defeated. But when there are two, not only will they help you when you're falling, but don't miss this. There doesn't have to be any falling or losing involved if the other person is willing to stand back-to-back and help you conquer. Oh, yeah. And if you think two is good, three are even better. The first part of your 44 today and not knowing your immediate situation, the Bible tells us to build a team. Find people that can help you win. Now, yeah, most of us will wait until we're already falling or failing to ask for help. But I want to encourage you right now, work on your team. Build a team of one or two or three that are willing to stand back to back with you and fight off whatever comes through those doors at you in this thing called life. Might be something right now. Might not be something that comes for a while, but whenever it comes, you got your squad ready to roll and ready to fight and ready to win. Now, I'm going to go ahead and boast again about my church family, as I do often and tell you right now that at the drop of a hat, no matter what comes at me, there are about 250 to 300 people I have in my corner and ready to roll. So come on with it, Satan. Because it's not just me you're coming after, it's the entire team standing back to back. Are you in search of a team? There's one waiting for you over at 4200 Northeast Silver Springs Boulevard. You follow the smell of barbecue as you pass Sonny's and Fat Boys, and you come stand back to back with us through the good, the bad, and the ugly. The second part of your 44 that the other great power of a team is not just that it puts you in a position to win, but that when the fight gets really hard and you're worn out and you just don't think you can make it, that that team comes to your rescue. 
In Exodus chapter 17, as the Israelites are wandering around in the desert, they reach this point where they're so thirsty, to the point of death, and they're, uh, they're thinking, we're going to die out here. And they start to blame Moses. And then God tells Moses, strike a rock for water. And he does, and they drink. But something happens next. There's these Amalekites, and they show up out of nowhere and attack the Israelites. And we can read that Moses tells Joshua to go choose some guys and to go out there and fight. Meanwhile, I'm going to go out on top of the hill with my staff of God in my hand. Joshua does just that. And he fought these guys and get this Moses and his brother Aaron and a friend named Hur, three of them, a threefold cord, go up to the top of the hill. Why three guys? Well, in verse 11, we read that it came about when Moses held his hand up that Israel prevailed. They were winning. And when he let his hand down with the staff that the Amalekites prevailed and they were winning. Now, here's the kicker. Verse 12 said that Moses' hands were heavy. You see, it got tough. It was hard. It was heavy. (laughs) Sound familiar? What he faced with in holding his hands up with his staff was really difficult. And then they, his team, Aaron and her, they who walked up this hill with him, took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. And then they... Aaron and her supported his hands, one on one side, one on the other, back to back, threefold cord, so that Moses' hands were steady until sunset. And the result, you'll never guess this, but Joshua didn't just win. The Bible says Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the edge of his sword. Now, as amazing as that is, and as powerful as that is, as much as as it shows just how important it is to have people by your side to climb that hill with you and to hold your hands up when they're heavy, the last part I want you to see today is the beauty of what comes next. All that is left of this story is a remembrance of the battle. The Lord told Moses immediately after this, write this in a book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. They're done. You did it. You did it with a team and you won. And so Moses built an altar and named it, The Lord is My Banner. Man, I'm going to tell you what, this right here gives me chills because it's so very real to us. As you face stuff, call on your team. Let them climb the hill with you. Let them stand back to back with you. Let them hold you up. And when you come out on the other side victorious, when you overwhelm the enemy, remember it. Write it down. Not because you did it or your team did it, but because you did it the way God said to do it with a team. And not just a team, the only team that can help see you through it. You ready to fly hide the banner of the Lord? Build your team. As we close here today, I want to encourage you once more that if you don't have some people around you that you can stand on either side of you and hold your hands when they're heavy, your chances of winning are slim to none. And listen, I'm telling you right now, if you have nobody, 
shoot me an email right now, jedyancey at gmail.com, or find me on Facebook. Takes two seconds. And there aren't many people named Jed, so I'm easy to find. I would love to stand by your side or go back-to-back against anything you're facing, and I'll one-up that for you. And I'll tell you right now, there are 250 to 300 people ready to fight with you in whatever you're going through at the Central Church of Christ. However I, however we can help you, you got to tell us. Because I'm going to tell you Psalm 20 tells us. While some boast in winning these battles we face with horses or chariots or through ways other than Him, we are people who boast in the name of the Lord our God. He is who's won. He is who does win. He is who will always win. And He's where there's victory, no matter what you face.